So there's good news and bad news about cigarettes. The number of adults who smoke cigarettes has dropped to a new low at a time when more and more people are vaping electronic cigarettes. Here to talk about these trends and their impact on cancer rates is Dr. Leslie Coleman, Professor of Surgery and Director of Outreach for the Upstate Cancer Center. Welcome, Dr. Coleman. Thank you. Um, now, I wanted to start out by asking, um, I've been surprised to hear that smoking is related to cancers other than lung cancer. It makes sense to me that if you're inhaling a chemical into your lungs that it might damage the lungs, but how does it lead to bladder cancer or some other type of cancer? Smoking has an effect on all the organ systems in the body. The smoke that's inhaled through the lungs is delivered to the bloodstream. The lung is a very well-supplied organ with blood vessels, and the, these chemicals are carried to your brain, including the nicotine, which is what feels good to smokers. So many diseases that are not cancer, including our leading killer, heart and vascular and stroke disease, as well as end-stage lung disease, COPD and emphysema, and many other non-cancerous diseases. But among cancer, besides lung cancer, smoking causes cancer of the mouth, throat, head and neck, esophagus, stomach, kidney, bladder, Okay. colon and rectum, and even a slight increase in breast cancer among smokers. Wow. Okay. All right. Now, and um, at the same time, uh, lung, lung cancer rates are on the decline, though, right? Well, because smoking has declined so much, lung cancer rates are slowly catching up. Lung cancer incidence has been falling in men for a number of years, in women for much fewer years. But now... Most of the people who get lung cancer are either never smokers or, more commonly, mm -hmm. former smokers who've done what they were supposed to and are still at risk years later. Okay. Well, I uh, saw that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is reporting that 15 of every 100 U.S. adults smoked cigarettes in 2015, and that compares with 21 of every 100 10 years earlier in 2005. That's got to be encouraging to it's you. It's very encouraging, and please remember that back in 1950, almost 50% right. of men smoked wow. before the first Surgeon General's report. So it's a dramatic drop. Although it's still the leading cause of preventable death. A million people die in New York State alone every year mm -hmm. from smoking-related disease. Well, now, who is still smoking? Are there segments of the population that just haven't gotten the message yet? The smokers now are people in poverty, people with less education, people with disabilities, and lesbian, gay, and bisexual people. We have pretty much eliminated smoking among professionals and college graduates and people with higher income. This is a socioeconomic disease where people who already have many disadvantages are being exploited by big tobacco with advertising aimed directly at them. Wow. All right. Well, I had seen that uh, nationally 15% of the population smokes, but here it's in higher. Onondaga County, in it's Onondaga higher. County, it's 20%. And in our neighbors, Cayuga County had the highest in New York State with 30% and Oswego County with 28%. So compared to New York City, where the smoking rates are very low because of the strict clean air regulations that mm. have been put in place within the metropolitan area. 
upstate New York is still a hotbed of smoking. In so our that's really made area. a difference in New York City, though, to lower the rates. Right, for... right. So when you okay. balance, New York State is one of the lowest states because of the huge population that's subject to the restrictions in New York City. Wow. Okay. Good to know. Um, all right. So the New York State Health Department um, has had some encouraging news, too, that the percentage of students who's ever, who've ever tried a cigarette has dropped significantly. Uh, they're reporting that only a quarter of high school students and 6% of middle schoolers say they've ever tried a cigarette. Now, is that in important? It's very important. And in fact, now only 7% of high schoolers use cigarettes. However, 10% are using e-cigarettes. And this is our next mm. challenge with the youth. The e-cigarettes, the hookah pipes with tobacco, and it's a big challenge because as they get older, it appears that they switch from e-cigarettes to regular cigarettes because they've become addicted to the nicotine by the e-cigarettes. All right. Well, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate Medical University's HealthLink on Air, and Dr. Leslie Coleman is with us talking about trends in cigarette usage and rates of lung cancer and other cancers related to smoking. Now, um, what do you say to people who believe that vaping is not as dangerous as smoking cigarettes? We don't have any evidence about the safe safety of vaping. There are several concerns. One is we don't know what's in the liquid that is in these devices. Much of it is made in China. We don't have ingredient lists. We know that there are known toxins that have been discovered in some of the brands and flavors. We also know that if small children get a hold of these brightly colored devices, they can be badly poisoned, and this has happened in uh, an increasing number of cases. We've actually the had country. people from the poison center come and explain. Right. Plus, this is advertised towards children. The colors of the liquid, the flavors, watermelon, bubble gum, cotton candy are clearly aimed at the youth population. And once you are addicted to nicotine, it doesn't matter how that got started. And we see that once uh, young people are over 25, the e-cigarette rate is much lower and the regular cigarette smoking rate is much higher. So okay. this is not a satisfying long-term way, apparently, of satisfying the nicotine addiction. Okay. Well, that said, there's still many people who've been smoking for decades. Is it too late for them to make a difference in their health? Absolutely not. It's never too late to quit. And although your lung cancer risk goes down more slowly, within a few days, the carbon monoxide in your blood has gone down. Within one year, your risk of heart disease has gone down to that of a non-smoker. Will you actually feel a difference within a few days? A lot of people do, and they describe it as suddenly being able to take a deep breath, or they just feel better. But it's not easy that there's a withdrawal phase, which is not easy for everybody. And it's quite a challenge. If Nicotine was not so addictive, we wouldn't have right, this it smoking be a problem. problem. Right. 
I see. Um, now, Upstate's involved in helping people quit smoking. Um, can right. you tell us about this Quit Smoking Cafe? Yes. Once, once a month in the Cancer Center, we have a Quit Smoking Cafe, which is open to anyone. Friends, anyone, guests can come and speak to our certified smoking cessation counselor who will educate the group about resources available, about the causes of addiction, and then make an individual plan for quitting with everybody who is interested in doing so. She's had quite good success. We also combine that with urging people to call the New York State Quit Line mm. to get the advice from their counselors as well. Okay, all right. Uh, and people can learn more about that by calling the Upstate Connect at 315-464-8668. Um, I also wanted to ask you about another program Upstate has, uh, the Lung Cancer Screening Program. I've um, talked to some patients who've gone through this. They've actually found early lung cancers and then gone on and been successfully treated and are alive today, living healthy lives. Is this something that anyone who's worried they might be at risk for lung cancer could be a part of? We are really thrilled to now have a tool to screen people for lung cancer, which can be discovered in the early stage through a special CT scan of the lungs. This is similar to mammography for breast cancer. Anyone is eligible who has smoked the equivalent of a pack a day for 30 years, who's age 55 to 78, and if they've quit, they need to have quit less than 15 years ago. Okay. We can do the scan. They're enrolled in a program where they will come back every year. If anything worrisome is detected, it's usually small, and patients will be referred to our multidisciplinary thoracic oncology program in the cancer center for evaluation and treatment if needed. Okay, now that's for smokers. Is um, someone who's been exposed to like secondhand smoke, are they at as high a risk? They're not at nearly as high a risk, although 3,000 people in New York State die every year of smoking-related illness, not just lung cancer. However, okay. because it's much, much less risky than primary smoking, we don't yet apply a, a screening test that is so um, involved as a CT scan. If there was a very simple fingertip pinprick test, for instance, we probably would have it open to many more patients. But we need to show that it actually saves lives. We've done that in the population I described of current or former heavier smokers. Okay, and you mentioned smoking-related smoking, smoking illnesses. So tell me some of, what are those? Well, the primary one and the biggest killer of all in the United States and actually the world is heart vascular disease, which includes heart attacks, strokes, peripheral vascular disease, such as poor circulation to the legs, and all related diseases that relate to the heart or the blood vessels. But cancer is catching up. The rates of heart disease have gone down dramatically because of the lowered smoking rates. But cancer, because there are many other cancers as well as smoking-related cancers, is going to be the leading killer 
above heart, heart and disease. vascular disease in the United States and in the world in the next few years. Wow. Okay. Well, what more, um, what more needs to be done? Do you have other ideas about, um, well, the clean air laws in New York City are working. Right. We need to dramatically increase the price of cigarettes, which is already very high in New York State, $10 a pack, but more taxes works. That's a demonstrated uh, effective technique. Public education and mass media works, and we need to raise the legal age as at which you can purchase tobacco. In Onondaga County now, it's 19. We are working very hard with the county legislature to on T21 legislation, ah. which is to raise the age of purchasing tobacco to 21. This has been passed in Cortland County and several other counties in New York State, and we are working on it both at a local and a state level. We is there a, is there a lot of resistance to that? There's not much resistance to that. Some people want to exclude military. military. Um, we don't think that's right. The Department of Defense does not support smoking or tobacco use among. Uh, active military. So we think that there should not be such an exclusion. Okay. We um, also want to make sure that money that's that comes from the tobacco settlement is used, is used for, for what it's supposed yeah. to be used for, public Good. education and cessation. Good. Well, thank you. Thanks. I appreciate you talking with me about cigarettes, which clearly remain an important public health issue. My guest has been Dr. Leslie Komen from the Upstate Cancer Center, and you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air.